What's up, Life Church? So good to see everybody. Thank you so much for the uh, privilege of being able to share with you uh, whatever time you are uh, watching this uh, episode. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I, I shared a message called, uh, uh, it was called Home is Where the Ark Is, and it was a message about 2 Samuel 6, about the Ark of the Covenant coming into our homes during this time. And uh, it, it's something that I've, 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 I'm still thinking about of just how everything is now happening in our homes. There is so much happening in our homes and I can testify from the Horsfall household, it's pretty busy. Uh, as some of you guys know, we're um, very, very close to having uh, the birth of our third child. So literally, I am even right now minutes away from uh, of uh, Ruth giving birth. My phone is on silent, so I won't know, but I could be days, weeks, I don't know. Well, if it's weeks, Ruth's gonna be very upset. So. Uh, it's a very busy time for us and, and you guys know mums and dads can testify when uh, the baby is soon to arrive there's so much preparation that goes into you've got to get the room ready you've got to get clothes you've got to get ready for embracing a new sleep routine you need to make sure you've got the sky sports subscription you've got plenty of food in the freezer all of the essentials or everything you need to get ready and it's been intentional I think the things that I've been thinking about getting ready to be a father for the third time of just thinking about we're about to welcome our third child into the world especially with what's going on right now I'm thinking Lord there is just so much going on right now what an interesting time to be born and in all the activity I was uh, scanning through YouTube uh, about a week or so ago and uh, a clip came up that just caught my attention uh, and it was an uh, Easter production and it was by Andrea Bollicelli, who is arguably one of the best opera singers we have ever had on the face of this earth. And it was an Easter production, and he was singing inside the Duomo Cathedral in Milan. If you haven't seen it, you just need to Google it. It's a fantastic piece. It's about 30, 30 40 minutes long. But what was so amazing about it was that at the end of his session, he walks outside the church and he has one more song to sing. And what's really profound is the song choice. But not only is it the, the song choice he chose, it was the fact that he walked outside of the church to sing it. See, the song that he needed to sing at the very last could not be confined by the four walls. And for those of you who have seen it, the song that he sang was Amazing Grace. And as he began to sing this song, everything within me was locked into this moment. And I saw Andrea Bollicelli walk up to a microphone outside the cathedral, singing to an empty space. And the words of amazing grace started to flow. And the words that he was saying was going into the streets of Milan, then into the nation of Italy. And then the camera kept changing and just started showing you places of where he was uh, standing as he was preaching, as he was singing. And then, the camera angle started to change and it started to move to other nations. You saw Europe, South America, America, Asia, all city centers, all places in the world that right now are empty, but Amazing Grace was being sung over the top of it. And I was so moved by this song and that moment that I really clearly heard the Lord speak to me. And he said, I, I'm free to come and go, and I am still protecting my flock. I am 
your shepherd. When I heard that, it's just gripped my heart ever since, is that I am re, I'm, I'm reliving and I'm rethinking the whole foundational message that I've, I've built most of my life upon this Psalm 23, that he is my shepherd. That even in a time like this, the Lord is still our shepherd, guys. He has not changed because of this. He is your shepherd. And so what I did is I went back to Psalm 23 and I've just been reading it nearly every day. And, and, and picking out parts of the, of the verse that is really speaking to me in this time. And, and it, it's all encompassing around rest. And it, it's all about realizing that I am just like a little sheep and he is our shepherd. I cannot do anything apart from him. I'm going to read, to you, read this to you. Let me, let me just read this, this whole verse, this whole chapter over you. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies and you anoint my head with oil, my cup, overflows. Surely your goodness in love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now that's only six verses that I've read but I'm going to go through just six verses and just just highlight some of the points that the Lord has been speaking to me on. The very first verse, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Notice that the psalm does not say I shall not need. You see, in Matthew 6, Jesus makes it clear that God is going to provide all our physical needs and we shouldn't even worry about that. Psalm 23, however, says, I shall not want, speaking to our desires. It's saying not only God can take care of my physical needs, but he can also fulfill me. He can satisfy my heart. You may read the word want in today's text, meaning to, to lack to lack or decrease, being empty, run dry. So when David says, I shall not want, he's saying two things here. One, there are areas in my life that only God can fulfill and he will fulfill them. And two, I've made the decision not to desire anything outside of the scope of what God wants for me. It is this shepherd sheep relationship with God that I am truly satisfied. And we have the openness to be as close to the shepherd as we want. The closer you are to him, the more satisfied you are. All of, um, all of the references that I'm talking about, about um, in this message about shepherd, shepherding is it, it's coming from a Middle Eastern perspective, uh, a Palestinian one, actually, to be exact. So it's Palestine, not peas down. So when you hear um, what I'm talking about as a shepherd, it's totally different than what we think in, in, in shepherding in the UK. But when the shepherd is walking alongside the sheep, he doesn't just see the grass that he wants to provide for his, his sheep. He's also seeing the herbs on the side, um, on, on a high rock, or even fruit that's hanging from a tree. 
And the shepherd, he will gather these things and he will hold them. He'll pick, pick herbs or pick fruit and gather them in his hand and he would feed the sheep. And, and the important thing to recognize is that the shepherd doesn't gather food that the sheep can't reach and scatter them on the ground. The shepherd holds them in this hand. And as he walks, he, he holds his hand out and he invites the sheep that are closest to him to come and eat from his hand. And, and what this tells you is the sheep that are closest to the shepherd, they are satisfied. It pays to be close to the shepherd. If you, if you are listening to this and you, you are desperate to hear from the Lord, I, I want to say that God has something for you in his hand. and You just need to get close to him to hear it. Verse two, he makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside quiet waters. This is something for me that I have grappled with in, the, in, in these weeks of me embracing the rest side of God being our shepherd. See, the shepherd is always moving his sheep from pasture to pasture. The sheep are never stationary. And it's the shepherd's job to feed and nourish the sheep by providing safe places. And in that, there's a daily routine for looking after sheep. It, it, it's really simple. At night, the sheep sleep, and in the day, they graze and they move from place to place. It's a routine. It's the same. It's like a nine to five. Some of you who are listening to this message cannot remember what that statement means. But it's a routine that the shepherd holds very close to the sheep. It brings protection. But there are times when the shepherd in the middle of the day will suddenly stop the routine and he will tell the sheep to sit down. Without saying why, the shepherd stops. And it's now up to the sheep to obey the shepherd and to sit down. Uh, the sheep must be thinking, what's going on? It's like, it's not time, it's snack time, it's not dinner, it's not night time, we can't stop, we've got places to go, we need to do things. But the good shepherd says, I want you to lie down. And there are times when that is quite a confusing and difficult message for us to hear. But this is what is the part, this is when the shepherd is doing it, doing the leading. Those who don't understand what the, what the shepherd is doing, you'll find that the sheep, some sit and some lie down. And the ones that refuse to sit down, this is where the gentle persuasion of the good shepherd comes along. There's a, there's a hollow part to our legs that we have as humans. It's the back of our legs. And, and it's very similar to the sheep's. And what happens is the shepherd takes the staff and very gently taps the backside of the sheep's leg to encourage the sheep to sit down and lie down. You, you might ask yourself, well, why is this happening? Why is, this, why is the sheep lying down? You have to remember this. The shepherd can see a lot further than the sheep. The sheep can really only see a few meters ahead. But it is the good shepherd that can see what's coming from afar. You see, the shepherd can see that upcoming is a steep climb with a narrow and dangerous path to a mountain height. And it's the only path to be taken. If the shepherd wants to rush on and pursue that path, then some sheep could get tired and run the risk of falling off this narrow path. 
Therefore, the rest is so that we, his people, have the strength to complete the journey that he has for us. It's his kindness that gives us rest. It's not punishment. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, it says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is so light. We have a good shepherd. He knows what we need. He knows exactly what is going on right now. We have to remember that our shepherd, he can see the beginning and the end. He sees what we cannot see. The question I have that I've been asking myself and I want to ask you this morning or this afternoon or whatever time you're, you're watching is, are you standing when you should be lying down? Or are you lying down when the Lord is asking you to walk? Can you hear the voice of the shepherd right now in the activity that you're doing day to day? Are there parts to it that we need to stop and recognize the Kairos moment that we're in? And I think it's less about productivity and what we, what we achieve in this time. I would say it's about what we hear from God is what's the most important at the moment. There, there are countless strategies and, and, and questions that are being asked. And I, I just, I, I feel the, 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 the sensitivity of us in this moment not to lose this chance that we have. I have absolute faith in the Lord that he's going to lead us out. It's his church. He is building the church, guys. But I don't want to miss the fruit or the, the abundance of blessing that's in his hand in this time. And that I'm so concerned about what's beyond. And I lose the fact that this is a moment where I can walk closer to Jesus than I ever have done. Because things have got quieter. Verse 3. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. As we are being restored by rest, we are reminded that he is leading us down the right paths, but specifically because of his name. Because of his name. Have you ever wondered why he guides you for his namesake? Well, what is his name? Verse one, we've just read that he is a shepherd. He's our shepherd. So that's his name. But he couldn't be a shepherd if he wasn't caring and leading us as what a good shepherd does. So there's something about when you go through the names of God, they are stakes in the ground to say, not only is this God's name, but this is what he does for his people. And in Psalm 23, there are six names of God. And I'm going to read them to you. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord sends peace. Jehovah Rafi, the Lord that heals you. Jehovah Sidkanu, the Lord our righteousness. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. Now, the Lord is my banner is a personal um, revelation for me because there was a time uh, around 2013 where I saw the Lord fighting on my behalf in a way that I have never seen before. Um, it was a, sort of the spring of 2013. Ruth and I were living in Bathwick Street and uh, we were both going to work in town. And I had a phone call uh, on my lunch break and it was from a police officer. 
And the, I answered the phone and the police officer introduced himself and he said, uh, Mr. Horsfall, um, I've just got some good news for you. And I'm thinking, this is a police officer and he has good news. What is he talking about? And he says, just to let you know, we found your belongings. And I was like, what do you mean? And as soon as he said it, I thought, oh no, this is like classic Jonathan. My wallet fell out of my pocket. Someone's handed it into a police station and I've got my belongings back. And what ended up happening is he said, no, it wasn't your wallet. You were burgled this morning. Burglars came into your house and they removed your valuables. Now, I know what I thought at that time. I was not even a year married. So what I had in my house was not valuable. Probably, you know, just a very new Ikea cutlery set. But they took things from our house. They, they ran off and actually the police caught them. And so I'm on the end of the phone hearing not only did we just get burgled while we were at work, but not only our belongings have been found and the people that, that, that did it got caught as well. And it was just this unbelievable moment where I was on the phone thinking, so much has happened in the last four hours while I've been at work and God has taken care of it all for me. He's, he's moved on our behalf. And it, 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 for me, it's just been this moment where I've never forgot what God can do when I don't know. Or we sing the song Waymaker, you know, even when we don't know what you're doing, you're still moving. Guys, right now, God is doing things that we don't know, but we will know. And I want you to know that whatever you're facing, God is moving on your behalf, whatever it is. You know, Moses said in Exodus 33:13 to the Lord, he said, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. See, when we know the Lord's ways, we enter into intimacy with him because this is who God is. This is what he does. And so there are names of God right now that I want to encourage you to just do a Google search. Just type in names of God and read through what are the names that God says he is. Because I believe that there are there are situations in your life right now where you're looking for an answer or you're looking to know what to do. Where is my faith in this situation? What if your faith is found in the name of God? If you are needing healing in your body, Jehovah Rafi, the Lord is our healer. Call on his name and he will answer because that is who he is. Verse four, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, one of the biggest challenges as a shepherd when he is guiding uh, his sheep through a valley is that there are moments in the valley is that this is where wild animals can hide, even robbers on the trail. They can be hiding, waiting to snatch a sheep. And it is the sheep's job in this time to keep their eyes fixed on the shepherd because it's actually the shepherd's job to protect. It's actually only the shepherd's job to be looking out for those animals or those robbers that try to seek, to steal, kill and destroy. And, and, and the word that you need to highlight in your Bibles in Psalm 23 is the word through. You see, David, when writing this psalm, did not write this part of the journey as something other than through the valley. See, sheep are not in the valley. Sheep do not sit in the valley and sheep do not live in the valley. The valley is only a means to an end. 
It's a temporary passing towards the glories of the beyond. You remember that the sheep walk with, with, with the one who knows every step of the way. He knows the dangers. He knows the temptations. He knows, the, he knows what's going on in the valley. But our shepherd can make no mistake because he said he is the way. He will never lead us astray because he said, I am the truth. And he will never be overcome, be overcome by death because he said, I am the life. If you are walking through a valley right now, I want to remind you that you are walking through that this will pass and keep your eyes and trust on the good shepherd. He knows everything and he is and will lead you step by step. Verse five, this is my favorite one. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies and you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Now, now there's something that a shepherd in the Middle East must do when he is moving sheep from uh, one set of pasture, one part of green grass into another, is that the shepherd has to go ahead and he needs to inspect the ground. Because actually in the ground, it's not just if it's got good grass, it's what's under the soil. Because what can happen is that little brown vipers that live underground wait for the sheep to graze near and they live in little holes and they come out of the hole and when they get close to the sheep, they can bite the nose of the sheep, poison the sheep and kill the sheep. And so the shepherd's way of dealing with this is, is, is to go ahead and inspect the field and use his rod as a rake to find any dens where these vipers are living. And look what he does. He takes a jug, thank you, of hog's oil and where the hole is, he pours a generous amount of oil around the circle of the hole. And as soon as he's cleared the, as soon as he's cleared every hole with oil, he then releases the sheep. And as the sheep begin to enter and they start the sound of the sheep, they're bleating and they're eating fresh grass. The vipers begin to hear and get excited because they know that the sheep are entering the field. And then when the sheep are allowed to enter, the vipers start to exit their homes only to find that they cannot go any further. You see, the smooth part of the viper's body is too slippery on the oil. So they are prisoners inside their own circle. You may then say, well, Jonathan, well, then surely the sheep can then just walk straight up to the hole. Well, actually, as soon as the sheep smell the hog's oil, they are repulsed by it. They know that they shouldn't go any closer. And I believe that is the discernment and wisdom of the Holy Spirit. You know, when you are close to the shepherd and you, and you get close to God's heart, you know what is good for you and what is not. We have a conscience that is God divine. We know where to go and where not to go. But I just want you to imagine the scene. The enemy is stuck having to watch the sheep eat in peace and comfort and it is fed by the good shepherd. Tell me how that is not amazing. See, the enemy has no power of you when you are with the good shepherd. Now that's the Lord laying a table in the presence of your enemies. The enemy is watching while you feast while you grow, while you are comforted, while you are growing in the Lord, he can do nothing but watch. And the last one, 
Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. See, David's verse ends with a promise that is good news. Whether it's good pastures, fresh water or a valley that is required to pass through, his goodness and love will accompany you all the days of your life. It's a promise. It's unshakable. Right now, surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. The Lord is our shepherd. He is still holding the world in his hands. He never let go. Every tongue, tribe and nation has a shepherd. His name is Jesus Christ. If, if you're hearing these words, whether it be for the first time or, or like me, Psalm 23 has just been, you know, a, a fridge magnet on the wall and that we've just had it. You've known it and you reversed it. I, I want you to go back to it today. That the Lord is our shepherd. It's one of his names. He is leading the whole world through this. Jesus says in uh, John 10 verse 9, I am the gate and whoever enters through me will be saved. Jesus is the way to the Father. And I want to just invite all of us in just to a prayer right now. And this prayer is for anyone here who has actually never made Jesus their Lord and Savior over their lives. Has, has never heard this message or, or even has heard it, but has forgotten and, and maybe wandered off into the pastures by themselves and realized that actually it's, it's the Lord who is our shepherd and that he is the one that sustains and fulfills my life. Just join me in this prayer. Jesus, I confess that you are my shepherd. I confess that you came into this world and died for me on the cross. And then three days later, you arose and conquered sin and death for me. Lord, I give you my life. I choose to follow you and live my life for you. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time or you, you are coming back recognizing that this is the time where I, I come into the revelation again that the Lord is my shepherd. I want to encourage you to reach out and tell someone. Tell us, email us on any of the emails that you've seen going through this service. Guys, we want to walk with you. We love you. We bless you. And I just want to tell you that the Lord is your shepherd. <laughs>